From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 106.3. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Hey, we'll praise Bam Adebayo later, but I just want to... I just want to, uh, to to read the sermon that Eric Reed, E. Reed, our boy, TV voice of the heat on Bally's just put out on Twitter. I may be the first to tweet this. I know I won't be the last. Bam Adebayo has to be the NBA Eastern Conference Player of the Month in February, averaging 22 points per game, almost 11 rebounds a game, 58% while remaining one of the most unique and versatile defenders in the sport. Oh, and his heat went 9-2. Hashtag case closed. All coming off an injury, too. E-Reed, speak the truth, my friend. The truth. Live your truth. How many beers is your yard? When you're mowing. Like we're just go- we've are just we just gone full-fledged in a man talk. Football and lawn mowing. Fo- uh, college football, mowing the lawn, drinking some beers. That's what we've been doing in the first hour. So on the Bandowitz Friday Night Lights, I'm Ken Levicka. Tomorrow it's going to be the same story. Jeanette's on vacation in San Diego. Ooh, okay. Well, she can go do her uh, her glitz and glamour thing. We're talking man stuff. Hell yeah. We're going, oh, man. Mike is in Wellington. Mike is on Ken Levicka Live. Mike, how many beers is your lawn? Mike. Mike. In three. And two, and one. Oh, Mike, I don't know what was going on there. I do believe, Stone, I was hearing myself in the background there, huh? Yeah. At least we got to replay part of the show. He must be pumping gas. Probably. Oh, you know what? I think that was Bobby. I think I brought up Bobby. I think I screwed that up. Did I screw that up? I think I might have. Bobby, I may have butchered this entire thing. Oh, man, you did. This is Mike in Wellington. Hi, Mike. Bobby, I'm sorry. Bobby in West Palm, you were on hold, and then Mike... Did Mike just pull that on me, too? Mike, in Bobby's honor, hung up. I hung up on Bobby, and then Mike hung up on me. I don't need to be punished for this. Don't punish me for this. Okay, so Mike is back. Mike, message sent, Mike. I get it. You're in cahoots with Bobby. Mike in Wellington. What's up, Mike? No, I just had to give my input, Ken, because this is my favorite topic now. <laughs> I'm about five funky Buddhas Ooh. for my front and my Ooh. backyard. So what what and kind of funky Buddha are you are you drinking here? Because for me, like, if it's heavy, then I start having some problems concentrating, if you know what I mean. I mean, for me, it's the hop gun, Ken, and there's something about a, hmm. a 12 p.m. buzz on a Saturday. Bro. Well, you got a public sub waiting for you, bro, inside the fridge. You know, Mike, <laughs> preach to me, man. Mike, you are you are preaching to me right now. They, they, you painted a picture that noon buzz with the food waiting on the table. Your reward—that's just man stuff, right there. Yeah, you're Mike. a man's man, Mike. That's five IPAs. You're buzzing hard. Big respect, Mike. I'm telling you, I am. I am like my 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 hairs on my arm are standing on end right now. That was inspirational. Now, here's the issue for me. Speaking of IPAs, now, Mike. Like, that's going extra level. It is. If he's dropping Funky Buddha IPAs, like five of them, that means you're, you're thinking about it early in the week. Yeah, he started mowing his lawn at like 10 a.m., <laughs> okay? Like, for me, I'm asleep halfway through the backyard if I do that. He's, right? he's just getting warmed up. So, typically, I'm going just like a light beer, a typical light beer, okay? That's, that's the way I'm rolling. Anything dark, uh-uh, not happening. Anything heavy and ale, oh, no way. So are you willing to say Mike's more of a man? Yes, 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 yeah. I think I think that's self-explanatory. I think that 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 <laughs> that inherently uh, what was assumed after that. Uh, Bobby, who I so rudely hung up on the first time, Bobby's in West Palm. Sorry about that, Bobby. No worries, brother. Um, I've got two comps for the best in the Big Ten. Okay, I got Ann Arbor, big, the big house in Ann Arbor. Okay. Mm. And I got Madison, Wisconsin, University of Wisconsin. Yep, that is a good one. And so I have actually spent a lot of time in Madison because uh, I covered the Badgers before I even came down here. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Camp Randall rules. Madison is the best, one of the best cities in America, without question, much better in the summer than it is in the winter. But uh, Madison rules. FAU played in Madison in 2017, so that was really cool to get back there. And then Ann Arbor, 
I've actually never been to the big house. Uh, since they've renovated, I heard it's a little bit louder than, it, you know, it's that big bowl. So sometimes it's tough to keep that sound in there. But that's one of the cathedrals, a place you have to go to, right, Bobby? Absolutely. And uh, real quick, uh, if you have a lawn, how many beers is it? No, I have, a, I have my, <laughs> my lawn gets cut by some service. Oh, so you're you're doing it. Th- you know what? That's good man stuff, though, too. I'm not going to judge you for it, Bobby. And it's one of the simple pleasures in life. Yeah, it is to be able to drink beer and mow your lawn. But you know what? You know you've made it when you just pay a service to do it. Yeah, we should have asked him if he drinks beer and watches yeah, them yeah, mow exactly. his lawn. Now that's <laughs> how many lo- <laughs> how many beers is your lawn, or how many beers is you watching your lawn service mow your lawn? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Now, uh, <laughs> we, we actually, Psychopath just uh, tweeted, I have AstroTurf. Whoa. Now, that's... Another level of making it. And you know what? That's not something, if I was still in the Midwest, this is not something that I would ever experience. But there are a number of AstroTurf lawns out here. And you know what? I respect the hell out of that, too. I mean, I guess. Are you, you're, you're diminishing it? I'm just trying to picture what his yard and house looks like. Here, check it out. Check it out. I'm going to show you right now. I'm just from across the the Anajar and Levine. Oh, that's nice. How nice is that? Like, it's not like you just plop down AstroTurf and it has, like, yard markers on it. Like, this is well done. And you know what you can do with that? You can chip balls. Mm. You can uh, do a whole bunch of stuff on that. You don't have to mow it. You can run around. You don't have to worry about tearing up your lawn. It doesn't get muddy. You don't have to seed it. Anything like that. So if he's not a man, what is he? A god. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. Like, that's God level right there. If you astroturf your lawn, I have no qualms with you. Yeah, it's just another level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you can enjoy beers and not even have to mow or sweat. <laughs> right. You can you can drink beers without sweating. Isn't there something to be said about that? There definitely is. Uh, we'll continue to take your calls on how many beers your lawn is, but also FAU has two openings in its college football schedule. Usually, this is a done deal by now, but a couple of FAU opponents have just decided, yeah, we're going to a new conference, so see ya. So FAU is left here waiting on how they're going to fill the schedule. If you could send them anywhere in college football and you get to go to the game, where would it be? We just had Bobby say Ann Arbor and Madison. I love it. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Man, that AstroTurf backyard. That's some legit stuff. He's Stone Lebano. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Thank you. Ken Levickham, still in the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. Going to get to the listening lunch in just a second. I want to tell you again about ESPN 106.3. We're going pink tomorrow. Support of a great cause, Habitat for Humanity, a South Palm Beach County Women Build. This is happening Thursday and Friday. The Women Build is an annual event that brings women together to help transform the community. This is a remarkable cause, everybody. We'd love to have you donate. Or to at least learn more, text the word BUILD, B-U-I-L-D, BUILD, to 561-770-8584. That's BUILD to 561-770-8584 to donate for Habitat for Humanity of South Palm Beach County Women Build. That's BUILD to 561-770-8584. I wanted to get to something. We were talking college football Florida Atlantic, there's there's two games wiped off their schedule. Sunbelt came out with a schedule today that has two teams that FAU was supposed to play because Conference USA couldn't keep them in. It's a mess. It's going to go to court. There's going to be litigation. But FAU's just sitting like when you lose your two front teeth, there's just gaping holes right now in the mouth of the Conference USA Florida Atlantic schedule. So we've been taking some hypotheticals. We're putting ourselves in the AD uh, seat right now, Stone. Hey, if you could schedule FAU to play at any two places in college football, where would it be? Guaranteeing that you could go, where would you go? Ann Arbor has been thrown out there, Michigan. Madison, Wisconsin has been thrown out there. I said Neyland. 
Let's go to Tennessee. I want to see the orange out there. Uh, Boise State, you want to see the blue field? You also said James Madison in North Dakota State, which fine. You're that that's you. That's your your sports brain. That's okay. Uh UCLA, the Rose Bowl. That's pretty cool. The Carrier Dome. The Carrier Dome. We've gotten that. Northwestern again for a reason that I still can't quite put my finger around. Um, but We've had some good ones, some places that I absolutely would go to. Alabama, Auburn, but I want to reiterate, they're both kind of, eh, like, eh, whatever. It's fine. It's cool to say you've been to Alabama and Auburn, but as far as, like, actual game day, eh, not the greatest. Texas A&M, now that would be cool. Yeah, it would. we got Texas A&M, Autzen Stadium, Oregon. I think that would be awesome. Washington, that would be an awful lot of fun. Really cool, I think, under the radar, College Football Cathedral. Dave MacGyver Druda. Here at ESPN West Palm with an interesting one. FAU should fill the Conference USA schedule gaps with a travel to Natchitoches, Louisiana to face Northwestern State. Your tailgate standards will forever be elevated. Now, you know what that means? That's Cajun country. You know what that means? That's crawfish. Mm. And so I've never been to Northwestern State, never been to Natchitoches, but I have been to Lafayette, Louisiana, which is where... University of Louisiana is. That's the Raging Cajuns. It's legit in the name. And so that is the only time I've eaten gator, crawfish, all those crazy Cajun spices. Like That was one of the best meals I've ever had because FAU and, and Louisiana used to be in the same conference in the old Sun Belt. And that was always the best trip because we'd go to a restaurant down there and I'm telling you, the people... The food, it's unlike anything. Uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, I don't want to stay there more than three days, but I sure as hell want to eat there occasionally, for and, sure. And that's a win. We would go get a win. Louisiana? Nah, Northwestern State. Oh, Northwestern State. We would yeah, go get a win. win. That would be a win. Now, maybe Louisiana with no more Billy Napier, maybe that's a win, too. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're, you go, go pick up a dub and eat well. Right, right, right. And those people are crazy. That's where my head's at. The Cajun people are crazy. Like, they're they're insane people in the best way possible. But they're insane. They're absolutely insane. Let's get to the listening lunch here on Ken LaVica Live. The audio clips you need to hear. We react to them while you're eating your ham and cheese sandwich. It's a good lunch food, right, Stone? I mean, it's all right. When's the last time you had a lunch ham and cheese sandwich, by the way? Not, uh, not too long ago. Really? Yeah, probably a week ago. I don't want to say where it's from, but it was a gas station ham and cheese sandwich, <laughs> and I was on the move. But you know what? You made me say it. I've never had a bad gas station sandwich experience. I am a huge gas station food advocate, yeah. and I've never had a bad sandwich I either. Haven't, I haven't had. I've never had a bad piece of pizza from a gas station. I've never had a bad taquito. Yes, you said it wrong last week, but it well, is. Well, I said tequeño. They're really tornadoes. Is what the brand of the gas station? Trust me, I know them. Uh, wait, why did you make that face when I said you've? I've never had a bad piece of pizza from uh, a gas station. Because I think if you asked everybody if they've had a bad piece of pizza from a gas station, they would say yes. Really? I mean, see, it's different for me and you actually because we're both spent time in Illinois and they have Hucks and they have Casey's. Which yeah. is where, like, gas station pizza originally started, fine, I feel fine. like. It's, it's, some obviously are on a different tier than others, but I, it, it, I think it's very hard to screw up pizza. And I like pizza enough that I'll eat it really in any form as long as I don't get ill off of it. Now I'm curious about this because I maintain that there's never been a bad piece of gas station pizza. There, that nobody's ever had a bad piece of gas station pizza. Because what exactly are your expectations with a piece of well, gas station true. pizza? It's very easy to, to to jump over that bar, to exceed that bar. Have you ever had a bad piece of gas station pizza? A bad slice of gas station pizza? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Because even if it's been sitting in that heater forever, just on that rotating thing... Or in that, that paper sleeve forever, and it's a little hard, you just say, oh, you know, it's got some texture to it. Don't yeah. ruin it. You're you, not going to get you sick. Know, you know what you're getting into. Yeah, that, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, the Heat, and this is why yesterday I said I wasn't worried about the Sixers, because the Heat put on full display last night the separation between what they are and what the second best team is in the Bulls last night. That was a thrashing. The Heat outworked, 
out-executed, and more than anything, out-defended the Bulls last night. DeMar DeRozan was put through the ringer. Yeah, every single player on the Bulls was. It was They smothered him. Levine, ringer. Uh, DeRozan, ringer. Vucevic most definitely got put through the ringer. Vucevic was in the ringer last night. And it's because of Bam Adebayo. He starts everything with this Heat defense, including one of the defensive plays of the year where he realizes as he comes up to play the high post, uh uh-oh, a lob's coming, and he gets back in time to stuff Vucevic at the rim on a lob. That's as good as it gets. It is. That's elite. And after the game, rightfully so, Tyler Hero, the first to give major, major credit to Bam Adebayo, who has to be the front runner for NBA Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, it's, it's huge. I mean, it's the reason why our defense is, you know, top in the league. Um, you know, I think I think last night it was. I was I got beat and I was recovering, and Bam just came out of nowhere and blocked his shot. I'm like, I appreciate that, you know. Just being, <laughs> I mean, I'll throw you a lob here or there, but I appreciate you, you know, coming over and um, you know making a play for me. But you know, um, it's just a an honor to have him on our team and you know like I said he covers up so much so and it didn't stop there Gabe Vincent who did a really really good job in place of Kyle Lowry last night as he typically does he had nothing but praise for the ultra versatile Bam Adebayo I mean it's not many people in this league I think that can guard one through five truly you know I, I don't think anyone's worried or go send help for Bam whoever he's guarding I don't, like that's never um, something we're doing and people aren't going out of their way to get the matchup on Bam um, everyone knows what he's capable of. Athletically, he can, like you said, guard up, guard the ball handler and the pick and roll and then go get the big. Like I, you know, I was standing there like, what am I even doing? You know, like I, I should have been doing something, but uh, <laughs> Bam came in and saved the day. That's what Bam Adebayo does. He's so skilled defensively. He makes up for so many mistakes. He is such a benefit. And the Heat don't make a ton of mistakes defensively anyways, but To have that guy back there with already elite-level perimeter defenders like the Heat have, especially Jimmy Butler, who last night Eric Spolster said, yeah, he goes by his own set of rules defensively. We don't teach that. We let him do his own thing because we trust him. Yeah, that's what I mean. The Heat can be so aggressive on defense. Jimmy Butler's a guy who constantly goes for steals. So is Tyler Hero. You're allowed to play Mm -hmm. more aggressive defense when you know you have somebody just waiting to get a block, just waiting to pick up down there on the weak side. And this is why we can we can hyperventilate all we want over the Sixers and over Harden and over Embiid, but there is one player, I think, in the entire NBA who can match up with the offensive prowess of Joel Embiid, and that is Bam Adebayo. There's no doubt about Bam that. Bam Adebayo is the absolute unmitigated key to the Heat making their way through the East. So are the Sixers good? Are they attractive because of those two players, Harden and Embiid? Absolutely. But does any other team, including the Sixers, have a Bam Adebayo? Uh-uh. And what the key for Adebayo was going to be is can he keep up his offensive aggression that he's had over the last six weeks in the postseason? Because you remember in the playoffs last year, he was miserable with the basketball. Mm-hmm. He brought no offensive acumen whatsoever. So this is going to be the test. Can he score? Can he be the menace that he's been on the boards and around the rim while also playing the same level of defense? If so, the Heat are going to the finals. I mean, I they like it. They can't be beat. If the Heat, if Bam Adebayo was Bam Adebayo of the month of February into March, then the Heat are going to the finals. Jimmy Butler's also had a – he struggled in February shooting the ball and stuff. So it is interesting to see if they can pick that up. But we know damn well they will. Yeah. And I think when you talk Bam Adebayo, and if he's, I, I think he more than anybody in the league, like you just mentioned, will be up for the Joel Embiid task. He'll he will invite it almost. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the Heat want the Heat will want the 76ers. They want all that smoke. But that was as impressive as it gets last night. What a win for the Heat. The Heat are just a a, a step above the Bulls, and I think they are the best team in the East. I think everything. Uh, lays out for them to win the East. And as uh, Brian Windhorst pointed out on Mike Greenberg before us, that he'd have 10 of their next 11 at home. This is the time to really, really send a message. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Listening to lunch, Kyler Murray, Cardinals quarterback. His agent yesterday 
wrote a near 3,000-word expose as a press release for why Kyler Murray has scrubbed Cardinals photos from his Instagram, why he appears to be disgruntled. It's because, well, he is disgruntled, and he wants a contract extension after year three. So I'm not reading this whole thing, Stone. I didn't. I mean, it's it's 3,000 words. The font is so small. Oh, yeah, and it's so tiny. Yeah, I, I don't need reading glasses yet, but I needed reading glasses to actually take a glance at this thing. But I'll give you the, the, the Cliff Notes version of this Kyler Murray press release. He absolutely wants to be the Cardinals' long-term quarterback. He desperately wants to win the Super Bowl. Actions speak much louder than words in this volatile business. Kyler remains hopeful that the organization chooses to commit so that he can continue leading the Cardinals to further success and value for many years to come. Kyler Murray wants to get paid. He wants a contract extension. He wants it this offseason. It's bold. It's bold for a guy who performed like that in that playoff game against the Rams. He was just saying a prayer and heaving balls over his shoulder from eight yards deep in his own end zone. Pick six. 35-10 beat down. Humiliated himself in that game. Dan Orlovsky on Get Up had something to say about this tact. It's an interesting way about going going about business. I'll say that. And it's very indifferent to my brain goes back to how Dak Prescott and his team handled their business. And obviously it, it paid off for them with their patience and the way they carried themselves. I would say this. Number one, they took Kyler Murray with the first pick of the draft the year after they took a first round quarterback at 10 and Josh Rosen. That shows a commitment. Number two, they have built a very good football team around Kyler Murray. Number three, Kyler had a good year, a borderline really good year, but did not finish and had some health issues. I think it's fair for the football team and the organization to go, let's just continue to work through this together. This is just not the way that we see. You don't think the Cardinals know that they got a really, really special player in Kyler Murray that they probably want there for a long time? I just don't see how this goes off um, in the way that they should carry their business in the NFL. I don't disagree with that. He's right on the money. I mean, it's just... I, I don't know how you can play that playoff game and then do that. Like that, that to me, shows a complete lack of wherewithal, of common sense, of realism where you are. Maturity as well. Yeah. The quarterbacks in recent years, this is according to Ari Myrov on Twitter, the quarterbacks in recent years to get a deal after year three, Jared Goff... <laughs> But he was coming off a Super Bowl. Carson Wentz coming off of an, an MVP caliber an season. An MVP caliber season that he hasn't come close to matching because he got injured. Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen. So is Kyler Murray in the golf Wentz category? No, because after year three, what did he do anywhere close to what Golfer Wentz did? Right? Yeah, a Cardinals fan would tell you started the season off 7-0, and but that's about it. And then Mahomes, Watson, Allen, is he in that category? No. No. So this is bold because I would argue Kyler Murray is not ready to be sitting down at the table and asking for an extension after year three. Yes, you improved in wins as the quarterback, but you finally got into the postseason. What did you do? You pooped down your leg. Ken, you know what I'm always interested in? Who in his circle is telling him that he should be sitting at that table? I mean, his agent, Eric Burkhardt. See, but that's where you go wrong. It's where you lose guys' respect in the league, and, and you get put in a box or a certain category of whiny babies. Being like difficult to work with. Who and, told yeah. you you deserve to sit at the table with Patty Mahomes? Mm-hmm. And if, if they did, that those are the wrong friends. That's the wrong people in your circle. And within this, this uh, magazine feature... That Eric Burdhart, his agent, put out there. He says, we've presented a proposal to the Cardinals. And like Dan Orlovsky said, like, where's the money? Like, what, what is the dollar amount? What is he asking for? And I feel like there's a reason they've hidden that because it's so absurd that the backlash would be amazing. For sure. That, that, that's like, the case. Like, how dare he ask for that amount of money, right? Yeah, that's and it, sort of what it feels like. And if that's what you're afraid of, then there's the red flag. Like, if you're yeah. hiding the figure, it tells everything. You're afraid of the backlash. I just, I don't know the long-term uh, the long-term strategy here. 
with Kyler Murray. How is this going to help him, A, in the court of public opinion and with that Cardinals front office and maybe even in that locker room? I don't know if it does. The plan already flopped. It, it, it already went bad. It hasn't been received real well. That's what I mean. Yeah. So weird. It's so weird. How, I mean, how old is he? 20, 23? Something like that. Terrible. Listening to lunch here on ESPN 106.3, Jeff Passan on Get Up, discussing not only the Major League Baseball lockout, which, by the way, we are three and a half hours away from the revised deadline to see if we're going to play the first month of the baseball season. We're waiting on bated breath. Also, Jeff Passan on the CEO tenure of now former Marlins headman Derek Jeter. We'll say this. The Marlins, I think, are in a much, much better place now uh, with what they've done there with Kim Eng in charge with uh, with what their achievers done than they were when Jeffrey Laurie and David Sampson were. Okay. Jeff Passon says, yeah, the Marlins are in a much better spot after Derek Jeter was there than they were with Laurie and Sampson. That is not a very high bar to clear. You had arguably the worst owner in sports, Jeffrey Loria. You had David Sampson, who is just gutless. He's a con artist. If you're in Miami-Dade and you pay taxes there, and part of the reason they're so exorbitantly high is because of that guy. All right? So you mean to tell me that we're going to sit here and applaud Derek Jeter for just acting like a normal human being? Have higher standards than that. When you five years ago had the likes of Dan Levitard and Barry Jackson predicting that because of this employment clause in Derek Jeter's contract with the Marlins, that he was only going to last five years because he was going to make profit, make back what he put in, the payroll was going to decrease, and all of those things happened over those five years to a T to the point where he left after year five? I mean, sometimes you just got to look reality in the face. Right. And... uh, at least to an extent, say, yeah, Derek Jeter jobbed Marlins fans. Bruce Sherman and Derek Jeter jobbed Marlins fans. And it's okay. It's okay to criticize Derek Jeter. I hear Evan Cohen at 11.55 standing up at the podium to extol the virtues of Derek Jeter. Fine. Yeah. Are the Marlins better off from a, 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 a farm system standpoint? Sure. They were 29th when he took over. They now have the third best farm system in baseball. Great. But what does that mean? Like, what does that actually mean? Or what has it translated to? It hasn't translated any more wins. They won more in the five years prior to Derek Jeter being there than they did in the five years Derek Jeter was there. See, I have So pro- what am I looking at here tangibly? Right. I have a problem with Dan Lebetard calling it out five years in advance. It's Lebetard. It- Why do you call him Lebetard? Lebetard. Thank you. I... I- just calling that out five years in advance is, is embarrassing in the sense that there are not not that Levitard's a, a civilian, but there are people out here who aren't in the organization and they know how it's going to go mm-hmm. more so than you do. Because it's the Marlins. That's why us fans and, and, and broadcasters deserve a voice because we do know. Like we we knew this was going to happen. Just because Derek Jeter is Derek Jeter, just because he's one of the all-time greats, just because he's the model of. Of, of doing it the right way throughout his career. Yankees legend. It doesn't mean you have to defend him to the death. It doesn't mean that. Like, fine. From a farm system perspective, the Marlins are better off. Derek Jeter built it up to a point where it's respectable. That's great. Awesome. But again, what does that translate to? Does Ticket Derek... sales? No. Not even. Wins? No. You know what it's going to turn into? It's going to turn into, oh, well, they're going to have attractive talent down the road who go become stars for other teams. Yeah. Just like Jeffrey Loria, just like David Sampson, Derek Jeter bailed. It's okay to say it. You don't have to defend him simply because he's Derek Jeter. Oh, but he came in and he cleaned things up. And and, and, and the, the, the Marlins stayed out of the, the negative headlines. Great. Awesome. For all the wrong reasons. Like, honestly, it's it, it, it's like saying, uh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, uh, the, the previous guy in this job killed someone. I only washed out their bank account. 
Well, so I did, everything's looking up perfect. Everything's perfect. Everything's good. I did a better job. Things, a better outlook. No. Like, but th that just shows you how, how low the standards are for the Marlins. One, there's nobody who cares about him. And two, we're simply going to blindly support Derek Jeter and his legacy because it was Derek Jeter. And because just off the top, people say that, you know, nobody else would have done a better job than him. It's just easy to say. Yeah. But again, he, he left the organization much better off than he he had left it. I could have come in there, smiled for five years, and done nothing, and it still would have been in a better spot because I wasn't ripping off taxpayers. Okay? The bar of how to exceed Samson and Loria was very, 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 very low. I mean, like, tiptoe over it low. And that's your listening lunch here on Ken Lavica Live. When we return, we're just going to check in with our quick friend uh, from WPTV News Channel 5, Brandon Esperall. She was uh, busy over the weekend at the Honda Classic. It's been a while, Stone, since uh, we talked to her, so I just want to check in and uh, see how she's doing and uh, make sure she's settled in because uh, she she's our favorite at WPTV News Channel 5 on the news side. Yeah, and last time she came in, it worked out really well for us. Yeah, she was in here, and uh, that was the day that Brian Flores got fired, and... Uh, we, uh, we we definitely, I think we honestly got her WPTV career off on the absolute right foot. She's big time now because we got her going. It was her first story covering us doing a show about Brian Flores. The, the, the story of a lifetime, the assignment of a lifetime, and now she's well on her way. It's called the Ken Levicka Bump. Yeah, and, and you became somewhat of a television star. I, I mean... For a day. For a day. And you know what? That's all I'm asking for. But we'll check in with Brianna, see what she's up to, see uh, what uh, what stories have come her way since the uh, Ken Levicka bump. So we'll talk with Brianna when we return. Let me tell you real quick about EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning is how you're going to save yourself from embarrassment, okay? Because you come down here, and especially if you're new down here, ah, summer, summer, whatever. You open the windows, and uh, you can, you can uh, enjoy some nice cold lemonade, and everything's good. Uh-uh. Hey, kiddo, this ain't New England, all right? In South Florida, in the summer, and that's what, Stone, about six seconds away? Yeah. It's hot when the sun's up. It's hot when the sun's going down. It's hot when the sun's completely down. It's hot two in the morning. It is humid. It is heavy. It is gross. So the AC, that thing's rolling 24-7. Especially when you come in post-lawn mowing. Yeah, exactly, because sometimes the beer just isn't doing the full cooldown for you, okay? So your air conditioning better be working. It better be ready to go for about 10 straight months, 24-7. If you've just moved down here to South Florida, listen to me closely. Don't be a dope. Make sure your AC is ready to go. Get the proper maintenance on it, courtesy of EDS Air Conditioning, because EDS is yes. If it needs to be replaced, do it now eds air conditioning eds is yes they're a train comfort specialist it's hard to stop a train translation they're using the best equipment they are working their appointment schedule around you they don't want to hold you hostage and they want to make sure that you're not sweating and uh, miserable during the course of the summer just take this advice if you take anything from me not even any sports thoughts but i'm trying to help your way of life your ac needs to get going and it needs to get going now Maintenance, replacement, EDS. EDS is yes. Go to edsairconditioning.com. Schedule that appointment. That's edsairconditioning.com. We check in with our friend from WPTV News Channel 5, Brianna Nesprol, when we return. He's still in the It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Three and a half hours to baseball doomsday. Again, we thought last night was baseball doomsday. Now, tonight is the new baseball doomsday, and if they make any progress, maybe tomorrow's going to be another baseball doomsday. You never know. Keyword if. 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 We're presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Don, do you have any idea why Theo's actually not here today? Theo Dorsey was supposed to join us on Tuesdays. I actually do, and I'm kind of going to rat him out right here, but I just saw an Instagram story mm -hmm. where him and his girlfriend are sharing a glass of what I think is champagne because right. I think they're done you know, remodeling the house mm -hmm. or getting the house all tidy. Mm. 
Which 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 is right, no, rightfully so. It's fine. You can do that Wednesday. We'll remember that. He's we chilling in. We will remember that. He's chilling in a do rag too. And this is why our guest here on Ken Levick Alive is our uh, our favorite person at WPTV News Channel Five. She is the next great reporter. We have adopted her into our Ken Levick Alive family. Brandon Esprall uh, rejoins us here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Brianna, uh, how did you enjoy your Honda Classic, ma'am? Hey, what's up? That was so nice of you. Thank you. Oh, it is my I'll pleasure. Take, I'll take Theo's spot. He doesn't have to come back. I'll join you. <laughs> That's fine. It's, it's a Brandon Esprel <laughs> Tuesday every Tuesday from here on out then. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, the Honda Classic, that was a lot of fun. It was my first time. Um, I only went Sunday, okay. but I mean, what a day to go. Um, it, but what? I am kind of upset. I left. Honestly, it got a little hot for me, so I left a little <laughs> early. But, I mean, I guess I didn't – I wasn't there when it started to downpour. Yeah, that's so nice. that's a win for you. Now, here's what we're going to have to do next year. Because uh, Stone actually only got out on Sunday as well. And so here's what we're going to have to do, Brandon. Next year, I know you've got to work, and you got it, – it's it is it's a lot of work and a lot of hours being a, a TV reporter, especially one of your acumen. But we got to get you out there Tuesday – or Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Like, you've got to have the Honda Classic feel. You went there working – we got to get you into the champagne lounge. We got to get you oh. into the Gosling's Bear Trap and actually have you live a little, okay? I'll take it. I mean, I will say my shift ended around noon, so I was able to stay a little longer and enjoy it. But definitely, let's let's go. Let's get the full experience. I, I Starting love- Thursday. Off four days. Let's do it. That's the spirit. Brianna, to be honest, I thought you were caddying for one of the players <laughs> in your outfit. In your outfit, I saw Sunday. You don't understand how many times I got that. <laughs> I mean, just because I was in an all-white outfit, who would have thought? I was just, you know, looking comfortable. I didn't even think twice about it. And people were coming up to me like, hey, you look like a caddy for the Masters. I'm like, okay, can I get on the field? Can I get on the green? Can Uh, I get up there? I want to ask you, and by the way, it's funny you mention that, because Stone Lebanowitz actually, uh, Stone got in trouble by the PGA Tour for going out on the fairway because he thought that he was just going to take some uh, some photos for ESPN West Palm social media. And I told him, I respect the hustle, but I need you allowed back at the Honda Classic next year. So uh, don't don't follow his lead. You're you're the next great reporter for a reason. Stone Stone, I don't know what was going through his head. Now I want to I want to make sure too that um, uh, that I ask you about Sunfest because that's the next big thing. That's coming up here. And I know you're new to the area, and I know you're still filling things out a little bit. Are you going to Sunfest? I am definitely going to Sunfest. I'm so excited. Um, I don't know about you. I've actually heard, I know you guys aren't country fans, but I am really (laughs) looking forward to Thursday night seeing Sam Hunt. Sam Hunt. But... But we'll see. I mean, Lil Wayne's going to be there. Nelly. Yeah. Yeah. He's let's like go. Time. See, I'm for, for old men like me, like Nelly is the, that's like, that's what I'm going for. I'm into that. Now, how did Stone, how did you know that, that Brianna was just going to be like Sam Hunt? Like that's the, because <laughs> I feel like Stone's sort of a closet Sam Hunt fan. Yeah. I mean, I oh. am. And, and I think he is going to be one of the, not main attractions, but one of the, you know, pleasant surprises that everyone's looking forward to. Do you agree with that, Brianna? I'm so excited. Absolutely. I think he's going to be awesome. Uh, lots of great music coming out. So I think we can convert you into a country music fan. Uh, Let's you, do it. You, you, you're going to be like the 100th person to try and do this, Brianna. Now, I'm old and crotchety, and I, I, I don't allow things like this to, uh, to permeate my 37-year-old brain. So fine. The challenge is there, but I can't guarantee you anything, okay? And what, what if we get, like, a drink in you? Maybe maybe then. Or a cowboy hat. Well, it, it's... Uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> but it's funny. Bran and I have never hung out, but she knows exactly how to have me come around on country music. Perfect. <laughs> that is a great blueprint. Brandon Esperol with us here, WPTV News Channel 5. I, I've got to say, I've got a bone to pick with the people at WPTV, Brianna, because I... I don't appreciate them trotting you out there to PGA National at, like, 5 a.m., like they did on Sunday. That was very, uh, that was very impolite of them. And I hope you say something. <laughs> Actually, I got there. I mean, yeah, I got there at four a.m. Oh my god! We were live at five. But let me tell you, being there in the dark, it was so hard to find our tent where we were supposed to set up. We were walking aimlessly <laughs> for a good forty-five minutes, <laughs> trying to see where we were supposed to set up. Um, yeah, next time I sleep in, enjoy. The classic, you know, not get there at, at 4 a.m. 
that that's the goal for next year. Yeah, that, I, I, you know what? What we're going to do, Stone, you and I are going to use a little of our uh, media muscle next year, too. Okay, throw our weight around a little bit well, there at PTV. I might have lost mine, so you might be on your own. No, that's true. The PGA Tour <laughs> took yours, your media dignity. Uh, how are you adjusting, by the way? You're still kind of relatively new. How's, uh, how's Brandon Esprol's life now? Are you, are you fully adjusting to Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast? I am. I'm loving it. I Good. mean, it's been, I want to say now, two months. So I'm two months old now. Um, but it's been great. The people here are great. The city, I mean, you. I can't complain. Good. Definitely. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw Saturday. I got to meet the one and only Joe Namath. Oh, yeah. We definitely saw. How's, uh, how's his restaurant? Good Rick? place? So good. I ate there after. It was amazing. You guys got to check it out if you haven't. Um, but yeah, that's up in Jupiter. They've got three restaurants and with everything going on now they're boycotting all russian products mm-hmm. uh sending a strong message to putin so that that was neat to talk to him and but, i mean he's a legend was so. that no russian <laughs> vodka no russian vodka that, no that's russian the, vodka. brianna <laughs> brianna how can we uh, ensure because this is what i think the turning point is going to be if if putin finds out that joe namath says uh-uh i think that's going to end everything <laughs> i i think that's we're on to something that's- that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. It's all because of Amos. That's right. If Broadway <laughs> Joe says this is wrong, then Putin's going to say, oh, okay, it's good. I'm backing off. Um, I wanna, <laughs> what, um, what do we have in the works here? Do you, do you know what uh, your, your story lineup is going to be this week? Right now, I am previewing Boynton Beach Mayor's Race. Oh, That's okay. a big story for me right now. Awesome. So they've got If you know anything about that, I mean, <laughs> that's what I'll be covering uh, Thursday. I'm actually off today and tomorrow. So Thursday... You'll see me previewing the Boynton Beach Mayor race. I, how versatile is Brandon Nespel? <laughs> She's at the Honda Classic. She's talking about Smirnoff with Joe Namath and trying to end the the war in Ukraine. And then she's on the Boynton Beach mayoral race as well. Brianna, you are a damned pro. We appreciate you. <laughs> and uh, we'll check in with you before Sunfest and we'll come up with our Sam Hunt game plan, okay? Perfect, perfect. And let me know if Theo doesn't want to come back. You know, you got uh, hey, me here. I, I, I already have you not penciled, but penned in for Tuesdays, okay? <laughs> it's official. It's, it's official. official. He can go enjoy his champagne, and we're going to have Brandon Esperl in on Tuesdays. Brianna, thank you. Awesome job. You're doing great, okay? Thank you so much, guys. Have a good one. That is Brianna Nesbrill. She is our adopted reporter daughter at WPTV News Channel 5. We love us some Brianna Nesbrill. Check her out, WPTV News Channel 5. By the way, do we have the the Joe Namath? Okay. Yeah. Can we can we just can we play the, the full version first? So Brianna was out at his restaurant. I believe it's in Palm Beach Gardens. Uh, and and here's here's the story from WPTV about Joe Namath sticking it to Russia. Football legend turned local restaurant tour says he wants to do his part to show his displeasure over the Russian invasion. Joe Namath says he and his business partner, Charles Modica, are taking out every bottle of Russian vodka from their restaurants and events. We got to get a message over there to the people to get on their leader Putin and let them know they're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. That's right. You tell him, Joe. Let's just hear Joe. Let's let's hear. Hey, hey, Putin. Listen up, okay? Listen we got to get a message over there to the people to get on their leader, Putin, and let them know they're doing the wrong thing. That's right. Hey, hey, Moscow. I hope you're listening. Joe Namath has a message for you. Saint Petersburg, Moscow. Joe Namath now has a message for you. We got to get a message over there to the people to get on their leader, Putin, and let them know they're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Tell them, Joe. Tell them, Joe. Listen, I, hey, hey, I appreciate, I appreciate what Joe Namath is trying to do. Um, I don't think that it's going to turn the war. It's just me. What if, I mean, what if, though? What if Joe Namath is so he he, he crosses all borders like they didn't, he's like the Dennis Rodman he's transcending yeah what what if what if Vladimir Putin ends up uh, if Vladimir Putin ends up hearing this we got to get a message over there to the people to get on their leader Putin and let them know they're doing the wrong thing and and, and Putin hears that and he's just like oh you know uh, Broadway Joe says leave war's done. That's a terrible Russian accent. It was all right. It was all right. Yeah. Hey, Joe, we appreciate you um, doing, doing your part. But it's sort of in the neighborhood of the people on Facebook putting the Ukrainian flag in their, uh, their profile picture.
It definitely is. And I think if anything, the people who go to the restaurant are going to be like, hey, where's the where's the vodka? <laughs> yeah. like, Why would you take it away? I, I understand. I understand what you're doing. But also, like, Joe, like, really, do you think that, that, that that's going to be the turning point? That's going to stem the tide? I wonder who else, like, showed the story. Like, here's Joe Namath kind of hey. going after him. Hey, but you know what? I have faith. I have faith. Vlad, Vlad is going to see that. He's going to say, oh, I don't want Broadway Joe angry with me. And everything's going to be fine. Joe, thanks for doing your part. He's Stone the Bandowitz. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. We're now three hours and ten minutes away from baseball D-Day. Until they extend the deadline again. You know what the great part about the reporting from Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium has been? It's the double handful of reporters up there who are simply, all they've been tweeting over the last seven days is reports on people walking. The players have walked to the MLB side. The MLB side has walked to the players' side. There has been still some hardcore walking reporting. In Jupiter this week. That's got to be the easiest gig, though. They're on the clock, and they have nothing uh, to report on. I got to say, though, it's miserable, too. Yeah. So it might be an easy buck, but it is miserable. Especially last night, they were negotiating till past 2 a.m. And the fact that when they do tweet out the reports, the replies are probably just thrashing them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mute it. Just mute it. But these poor people, these poor these poor journalists like Jesse Rogers of ESPN, uh, there are a couple of reporters with the Athletic. They have spent <laughs> they've spent seven eight days just reporting on people walking towards one another. Ugh. What? Just just wrap it up. Like make this the last deadline and just wrap it up. Let's 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 get this thing moving. Uh, I I am prepared to just accept that half the damn league is going to make the playoffs. Like that's what Major League Baseball wants because there's a lot of money on the line to make it 14 playoff teams, and I don't think they need it. I think that 14 playoff teams completely diminishes the purpose of the regular season. I hate that, but fine. Let's just get baseball played, and then we can figure it out down the road. Like I can deal with it for five years and let Major League Baseball make its money, but you damn well better pay if you're going to make all that money off of an extended postseason. That better go to the players, okay? That better go to the players. Figure it out. We're presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. ESPN 106.3 is going pink. Tomorrow we're going pink in support of Habitat for Humanity of South Palm Beach County Women Build. It's going to actually happen March 3rd and 4th. That is Thursday and Friday for those of you scoring at home. The Women Build is an annual event that brings women together to help transform the community. To donate or learn more, text the word BUILD, B-U-I-L-D, 561-770-8584. That's the word BUILD, B-U-I-L-D, to 561-770-8584. One of the major sticking points of the MLB lockout, something they have not been able to to agree on yet, is uh, uh, right now it's 10 teams in the playoffs in baseball. But the players are only willing to go up to 12, whereas the owners want 14. They want 14 teams in the playoffs. And I just, I'm tired of regular seasons not mattering in sports. And this would be another example. I mean, what did we rail on with college football and not expanding the playoff uh, a couple of weeks ago? It's because so many group of five teams, all group of five teams, play a regular season that in the grand scheme of things doesn't matter because they're not going to play for a national championship. They're not going to be allowed into the four-team party. Expanding it would at least increase those odds, but I'm not a fan of regular seasons that mean nothing. Now, completely flip side, whereas college football needs more postseason for more regular season representation, in baseball, if you're putting half the league in, you are diminishing the importance of the regular season. You are encouraging stars to sit down and take off days more and more and more and more. Because, hey, if you slide in as the seventh team in the National League, hey, all good. Everything's fine. And that doesn't fly. That can't hack it. And the fact that it's just a money grab makes it so much more annoying. It does. And and I think there's something to be said for the fact that just in baseball and how the sport goes, let's say you're down... 
you know, someone has a six-run inning, and it's the fourth, and you're down like six to zero. I mean, I'm not going to say professional athletes aren't going to try, but if you're the number one, two, three team, and you're down 6-0 in the fourth, I mean, how much effort are you going to put forth the rest of that game? And guess, then it's just useless to watch. I guess I just I don't understand why why don't we want regular seasons to mean something? People are paying a lot of money to come out to park to watch these games. Why do we not want big regular season games throughout the entire year, not just in August and September? Buster only tweeted. The way a 12-team playoff MLB field would likely work, the top two teams in each league get first-round buys, and the other eight teams would play a first-round best of three. But the owners, again, want 14 teams in the postseason because there's potentially $100 million on the line with their TV contract with ESPN. If it stays at 12 or 14 teams... It only comes in at a, an eight hundred and eighty-four thousand dollar mark. Like there is, there's a lot of money on the line. But I, it's like hockey. How big of an accomplishment is it to make the playoffs when half the teams make the the postseason? Yeah, and are those going to be? I'm asking you, are those going to be one game plan situations for those? You know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. There will be a couple of one game playoff situations. Yes. Which I think Which will is be fine. cool for the fans Which and stuff. Is fine. Like, winner takes all but kind of deal. Why can't we do that with eight teams? You know? Yeah. Why can't we do that with eight teams? Why does it need to be 14? What was wrong with three division winners and one wild card? You want to know what was wrong with that, Stone? It didn't make enough money on a TV contract. Like, that's what inherently is wrong with this. And it's so out in the public. Like, we know that's the reason. Like, with the NFL, they, they're good at hiding that kind of stuff and their motives for things. But we know this is the reason. Mm-hmm. And it's just out in broad daylight for everyone to know. Listen, playoffs are good. I like playoffs. It's fun. But the more playoff teams you start to add past a certain point, it deludes it. It deludes everything. And then it makes the regular season that much more meaningless. Make teams earn getting in. Don't just roll out a red carpet for teams to get in. I want to see games that mean something in August and September. I don't like mere formalities, and that's what baseball is becoming. You used to have to work for it. I'm not saying going back to go back to oh the the top two teams, um, uh, one per league, just automatically meets in the World Series. I'm not saying go back to oh the playoffs are only the championship series, but man. 14 is way too much. 14 is way too much. Bring back regular seasons that mean something. Because the NFL even is getting to a point where they're starting to teeter on the regular season not meaning as much. And that to me is offensive as a fan. We'll return tomorrow. It's going to be me and Stone again by our lonesome. But you know what? Who cares? We don't need Jeanette. She can just hang out in sunny San Diego. We're going to hold it down here. want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks for calling. Thanks to Brandon Esperl, WPTV News Channel 5. He's still in the Bannowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levicka. I've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.